<laughs> What's your favorite alcoholic beverage? If you love being in a girl group, this is totally for you. Some people call us <laughs> Love it or leave it, we don't care. No, but we want you here. Yeah. Well, welcome, welcome to you. Spook with us. with us. What if we did the whole episode? Remember when we did, it was like a year ago when we were talking about someone was listening to us on fast speed or something. Yeah, like one and a half. Yeah. And then we slowed it down and talked really slow um, yeah. or something. And that was really funny. Yeah. Cool story, Ashley. Cool story. I'm Ashley. I'm Colleen. And are you sipping anything? I'm not sipping on anything fun. Are you sipping on anything no, fun? No, nothing fun. Just water. I mean, just we're water. recording a little early. Hydration um, station. A hydration station. You know, mm-hmm. we're recording a little mm-hmm. bit earlier in the day. And so, you know. Um, also, I'm keeping my eye on this. Something's been happening. Every what? freaking time I look at the clock, it what? is one eleven or 11-11. Every time. Ooh. Just randomly. And it, I just looked. It's eleven ten, So I'm one minute off. Ooh. But that means, like, I feel like when I'm... Yep, here it is. 11-11. Yep. So I feel like that means something divinely is happening. Of course. Do you feel like like when you're seeing those things? Because it's I've I've been in seasons like that before where every time I look at the clock, it is yeah. you know, one, two, three, four, same numbers. And Erica has said that's a thing. After my beloved dog Annie died, it was ones that I saw all of the time. Yeah. And then after my beloved grandmother died, it was fours that I saw all oh. of the time. So yeah. when I see one, 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 I think it makes me very happy. Yeah. 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 So I've, I gotta like write down a wish or an affirmation. Cause I always do that when I see, you know, like, okay, yeah. I'm affirming whatever is supposed to come true. I just I take know. a moment and I smile thoughtfully. I just, yeah. It just makes me happy. It's a hello from the other. Hello from, hello the, from the other, other side. side. Adele came out with a new song. Yeah. Easy on me. So it's very good. And I read in part of her article that she did for Vogue or something. I don't know. And she yeah. said, hello catapulted her into another level of fame that she does not want again. And so Ooh. she's like, it's not that I'm recording things that I don't think will be good, but I intentionally am trying not to record something like that is going to take off like that. And it's like, well, too fucking late girlfriend. Like this song is, I I mean, for me, I'm seeing it all over social, all kinds of memes. Now Um, people getting ready for Adele, like just wine and candles and getting into a bath bathtub, like just like ready to feel their feels, you know? Yeah. And so it's like, well, sorry, Charlie, Adele, you're too fucking good. Like we can't not love you. Like, sorry, you're going to be catapulted no matter what you do. Just like your existence, your voice, you know? We have a little hangover from last week. So last week, a lot of people, we always get so much buzz when Erica's on the show because Erica's awesome. So and she good. did a, a reading for everyone on the pod listening. If you haven't listened to last week's episode, you must. Mm-hmm. Erica does a reading for our collective audience and then a whole lot more. So we got a message through Patreon from a double fist or soul sipper. Also, Patreon, you've got... Patreon. It is. Mm-hmm. You don't... It, you, do it what and tell them what's coming at some point well she i'll just i'll pull <laughs> she did private readings for us this is what we did last time too and we will be putting those up yes. on patreon so if you want to know what's in our future there was some really 
fucking cool things, then you're going to want to subscribe to Patreon. P-A-T-R-E-O-N.com slash you can sit with us five bucks a month, four extra episodes a month plus every it's now been about a year and a half i think or a lot of binging opportunity there's a lot there's a lot of binging anyway continue also if you want a giveaway for you or if you want a personal reading for you yes (laughs) good we're doing a giveaway with erica probably going to drop on our instagram today so head over to at you can sip with us over on instagram for the details on that uh all the details to win a personal reading from the Erica, the spiritual medium herself. Um, But this message came through on Patreon from Kristen. Subject, losing my shit. Listening to today's episode with Erica about the guy from Hawaii named Doug who Mm. told her about the ancestors. She said, okay, so I literally have an ex-boyfriend from years ago named Doug who grew up on the big island of Hawaii. And when we were dating, he told me that (gasps) story. I'm freaking out. Did what? Erica and I date the same dude or was that just yeah. a wild coincidence? No, there's no way that's a coincidence. Did you send that to Erica? No, she's going to hear it here. She's going to hear it here. Well, she doesn't listen to, I don't think she listens to our podcast. Well, then I'll send it. Yeah, because that's crazy town. Yeah. There's no crazy? way that's a coincidence, right? Yeah. Absolutely zero chance. Absolutely wow. zero chance. Wow. Okay, we also have a uh, little voicemail situation. Um, another follow-up. Here we go. One second. Hello, Double Sister Soul Sipper here. I was just listening to this week's episode, and I wanted to let you guys know that this is just what I needed this week. So my husband and I are recovering from COVID. My almost two-year-old has a really bad case of RSV. And when Erica pulled the snake card and said, it's a sign of healing, um, you can, you know, be a healer, whether you're a teacher. And then I burst into tears because I'm a teacher and I'm off school today trying to deal with my, um, sick daughter. And, and then last year I made such a connection to Erica, um, that she was talking about how spirit guides will give you signs. And I was listening to this in the shower and I was having a really, really hard time and she said that feathers are one of the best or one a message, you know, that they send. And I get out of the shower and there is a feather on my towel. So I just want to thank you so much for having her on. This is just what I needed today. See ya. You are welcome. You are yeah. welcome. Thanks for listening. All right. I'm glad I think in. that's all of our hangovers, Ashley. Okay. Um, do we have anything else to, I mean, is this fine? We just go right into the I think ad? this is fine. I think Great. this is fine. Rothy's. You, if <laughs> y- you can't live without them, you got to live with them. Yeah. You know? It's freaking 2021, y'all. Nobody has time for uncomfortable shoes. That's where Rothy's come in. The number one word Rothy's customers use to describe their shoes is comfortable. Colleen and I can both attest. Not only are they comfortable, they're also really cute. They have a unique, seamless design. And nothing says fall like soft, plush merino wool. For the third year in a row, Rothy's is launching an exclusive autumn collection featuring washable merino wool styles. They're also incredibly comfortable, cozy, and... True to Rothy's 
form 100% machine washable. Plus, like all of their stuff, they come in a variety of colors and patterns. And now they've got men's, right? Good yeah. news for if there's any men listening or you guys, married, you have a man in your life, you're thinking coming up on gift giving season, get your men fitted with some Rothy's. They are the same durable, washable, and better for the planet quality that you're used to. And he's going to be obsessed the same way that you will be. Yeah, you guys, I actually for fall, my Rothy's, well, really for all seasons, but I have this pair of Rothy's that are like this perfect tan color and they're kind of like a high top sneaker. So cute. They go with all of my like flannels and jackets and um, everything fall cozy. Plus if they get any like mud or like rain, you know, because things are kind of nasty outside sometimes this time of year, I throw them in the washing machine. It is so perfect. I also have their point in black, their top selling shoe. Um, dress it up, dress it down. It is so perfect. If you go get yours, you'll see why people are obsessed. To help you welcome fall season in style, Rothy's is doing something special. That's right. They gave us the chance to share this super rare opportunity with our listeners for a limited time. Right now, you can get 20 bucks off your first purchase at rothys.com slash sip. That's R-O-T-H-Y-S dot com slash sip. Head to rothys.com slash sip to find your new favorites today. Okay, you guys. So it is spooky season. And Ash and I were texting like, what should we do for spooky season? You know, what should we do? What should we do? And Ash, you had like a spooky, um, uh, what is it? Possession. Something possessed you because mm, you... Yeah. I went to dinner and I come out of dinner and there's like quite a bit of yeah. text messages. I it was, was like a research. fluid, like, spooky moment. Yes. Stream of sp- spook of consciousness. So many text messages and they were all like amazing spooky things. And out of all of the things that were top tier, all of them were top tier. We landed on true crime. The yeah. spookiest of all. Yeah. So I really wanted to redo um, the murder mystery thing because I listened to the episode back and I couldn't even listen. I like fast forwarded. It was stupid. That murder mystery thing was so dumb. Um, And so I was like, man, I want to give it another go, you know? So I was trying to find that. I don't know if I found any home runs there, but I think we found a couple other ones. So I am going to read and Chad insert, you know, the spooky stuff. So I found this website, Readsy, and apparently there is like a writing contest where if they put it out weekly and people can just enter things. And so this writing prompt is start your story in an empty guest room. And this is like a true crime one. So I'm going to read it. I started reading the first couple paragraphs last night and I loved the writing style. And then I stopped because I want to be in it with you guys. So. It is by R.E. on um, Readsy, like I said. And then, I mean, that's it. But the author is R.E. So um, I guess we can link, maybe link this in the show notes. Yeah. Okay. So guest rooms were always hiding things. No one starts out wanting a guest room. It's usually an office first, but then you got fired and you can't look at it anymore. So you throw it, throw a bed in it that you'll never sleep in. Sometimes it's a kid's room but they've moved out into a college dorm room. Used to be storage, but then the divorce happened, leaving it depressingly empty. A studio for recording music, but the bass player was in a car accident and the band broke up. 
Guest rooms are rarely ever intentional. It's more of a ritual, something society has deemed necessary. The presumption that someone wants to stay with you and your new husband, the poor friend grits their teeth trying to pretend they can't hear you having sex, trying to make the stiff pillows into something they actually want to lay on, trying to breathe through the Yankee Candle vanilla wafer air freshener that's plugged into the wall. The window sticks after an inch and they can't get it to pull up all the way. They unplug it after everyone is asleep, but the smell has been cloistered in the room for so long that it will never smell like anything else. They put the pillow on top of their face and try to sleep. I stood in the doorway to this guest room without entering it. Untouched rooms give you answers. They offer secrets. This one had last been occupied by a dead girl, lying face down in a pool of blood. Oh, God! Mm -hmm. I found out about the case... Ooh, I just got goosebumps. I found out about the case through the police. That never happened. We didn't get along. Yeah. I barked into the phone, a landline I had installed myself. Cell phones bothered me. Is this Alma? It was Detective Herbert Ross. He knew it was me. What do you want? I said, tapping the phone between my ear and shoulder as I took a kettle of hot water off the stove and poured it in my favorite chipped mug with my raspberry tea. If this was about the parking tickets I'd never paid, I still wasn't going to pay them. If this was to call me in about the robbery I solved before them, I wasn't going to tell them how I did it. A girl's dead. I set the kettle down a little too hard. Hot water sloshed around inside. I stared at the swirling steam coming up from the cup. I wouldn't be able to drink it now, and I frowned. The cops never called me for my help. I usually embarrass them by figuring their cases out for them. As a PI, it was rare to get a call like this. You need me? Yeah. Can you come in? I hesitated for only a moment. Yeah, what's the address? 325 111th Avenue, Blaine. I'll be there in a half an hour. I hung up and reached for the tea, hoping I could snag one sip. Burnt tongue be damned. The tea bag had broken. Blaine was a little forgotten neighborhood 30 minutes from Minneapolis where I lived. The town used to be nice and neighborly where kids biked until dark and people shoveled driveways for the elderly. Now it was dirty. Every house had this gray dinginess to it. Like everyone had collectively decided one year to stop taking care of things. Lawns were overgrown, cars were rusting away, big lilac bushes and weeping willows were being taken out or cut down. It was like an anti-homeowners association, uglifying until everything was up to code. I showed up to the house where only one police car remained. There was yellow tape in front of the door. A crowd of people stood a few feet away, muttering. I looked the crowd over quickly, but no one stood out. I lifted the tape and went into the house. Herbert was standing right inside, apparently waiting for me. Body's already been taken, he grunted. That's fine. I didn't get much from dead bodies. I knew Herbert would tell me anything I needed to know because he had called me. Still, this was awkward. We both were uncomfortable and it was obvious by how we refused to make eye contact, our hands shoved in our pockets. Husband found her face down in the guest room, stabbed multiple times. Said the doors were all locked, no sign of force entry. You asked the neighbors if anything was skulking around? Herbert nodded. Nothing out of the ordinary. Seems like everyone keeps to themselves. What did she do? Who? The victim. What did she do for work? Oh, her name's Noelle Sharp. The writer? I asked, bewildered. She was known for gritty romance novels turned deadly. Not my Mm. thing, but I knew her name. Yeah. I didn't know she lived here. He nodded again. They moved here a few years ago. Geez, why? Herbert shrugged. Husband, named Magnus, works for a painting company. She seems to make more dough. Well, where is he? Already down at the station. Guy's pretty numb, won't say much. Yeah, well, his wife was murdered. 
I wondered if Magnus had convinced Noel to move here, if he had done that thing that men do when they feel like their wife, or any woman really, was doing better than them, so he tried to put her in a box, make her talents and abilities small and manageable. Easy to swallow. How many shouting matches had they been through before Noel had conceded to move into the ship box in the middle of Shitsville? Can I have a few moments? I asked. Herbert nodded. I surveyed the entrance area. Stairs right in front of us leading down into a dark, wet-smelling basement. A tiny hall leading into a kitchen. Living room to the left, dining room to the right. I gave the first floor once over. Dirty dishes in the sink, magazine on the coffee table. The trash was empty, no bag. I went up the stairs and found the main bedroom bathroom in the guest room. In the middle of the guest room was a huge blood stain. It was flecked around the room, on the walls, on the bed. The stain was dark against the gray of the carpet. I surveyed the room. One bed... One desk with a small lamp and a wooden chair. One plush armchair near the window. Overhead light fixture and fan. There was a closet and a nearly empty bookcase. Short and pudgy. Maybe something that one of them had been dragging around for years. Couldn't bear to get rid of it. Some furniture held on to you. I walked in and thought about the room. The carpet was gray. The walls were white. But it was an off-white. It was like the white had been darkened by something. I sat down in the armchair and looked around. Pretended I was staying there. I went over and turned the light on. The fan spun slowly above me. I sat back down in the armchair and looked some more. I realized it had been blue. The walls had been blue, but they had been poorly painted over once in a hurry. I got up from the chair and went over to the closet. Inside, there was a plastic bin full of wrapping paper. There was a broken vacuum, a box of empty bags to be used for gifts, and a stack of towels and blankets for guests. Mm. I reached out and touched the unused things, linens that had never been unfolded. So, no guests. Or maybe guests slept on the couch and this room? Like many guest rooms, was useless. Oh, I read that wrong then. Or maybe guests slept on the couch and this room, like many rooms, were useless. I leant down at the carpet in the closet. I took a small pair of scissors I kept on me and cut off some of the carpet threads, slipping them in my pocket. I sat on the bed and it dipped like it was trying to swallow me. The room smelt of dust and the duvet was covered in butterflies. I lay down and stared up at the ceiling. What was missing in this room? And then I bolted upright and stared at the blank walls and realized there was less dust in a few places. Sections where things had been removed. Pictures. There were no pictures. Mm. Herbert was standing outside trying to get the crowd to leave. I stormed out. Are you sure this wasn't a robbery? I asked. Herbert looked over his shoulder, annoyance on his face at my outburst. It made the dispersing crowd turn, new interest compelling them to stay. Nothing has been taken. Well, how do you know? I asked. Husband confirmed. You don't think, just maybe, he's a little fragile at the moment? Herbert shrugged. I'll have him do another walkthrough. I told him I was, no, she's saying, I told him I was going to need to come back to the house again. I needed to think. He told me to call him first before he did. We both knew I would. I looked up Noelle Sharp on the internet. I found relatives and close friends, and I called and talked to them. Everyone had lovely things to say. I asked about her writing and her hobbies. When I brought up the husband, people also had nothing but good things to say. The mother was the only one who sputtered on and on about how that low life tricked my daughter into marrying him. Worthless career, no family money. She could have married a Rockefeller. I didn't tell her the Rockefellers didn't spend time in Minnesota. I found their bank information, social media accounts, insurance. He had taken her name. Previously had been Magnus Brown. He had a brother named Leonard. I called and talked to some more people and asked if they ever had parties. 
Who were the best friends? Who stayed in that guest room? No one had much to say. There had been a housewarming party, but never another party after that. I called Leonard and asked him about Magnus and Noel. Leonard was still shocked about Noel's murder. Kept going on and on about how Magnus adored her. Noel was such a sweet girl. She was so kind to everyone. Great cook. I never read her books, but I knew she was good. Magnus loved her. I told him to call me if he thought of anything else. I could see from their joint bank account that there was money trouble. There always was. I carefully read through credit card statements, but nothing interesting sprung out. Not even a transaction from a dirty website. I sat by the window in my apartment, smoking until daylight. I waited a few days before going back to the crime scene. I called Herbert on the way to the house, and he told me basic things that I could have guessed. Death due to blood loss, internal injuries, no fingerprints on the knife or around the house, doors locked, nothing broken, husband staying with a friend. Husband's alibi checks out? Yeah, he was painting the town over. I have the address. I'll take it, I said. I could hear the frown over the phone. I already cleared it with the homeowner. You called me, I said with a shrug that I knew he could hear. He rattled off the address and I wrote it on a Walgreens receipt. I stopped at Home Depot and stood in front of the paint chip wall. I stared at the colors, the very berry purple and Derbyshire green. I took out the carpet clippings and held them over the grays. The carpet color was rock candy. I was at a shabby buttercup yellow rundown house that had not been painted in a long time. An old man in an old red sweater answered the door. He was hard of hearing and his eyes were swallowed up so far into his face that I figured he couldn't see well either. I told him who I was, Alma Savage, private investigator, and asked if he had made an appointment to have his house painted. He talked about how this nice fella had painted his house, how they had drunk beer and talked about baseball. I was confused for only a moment before a young woman with a pixie face and curly hair interrupted us. My father has Alzheimer's, she explained. The house was painted a long time ago. I asked her if either of them had talked to the police. She looked confused. The old man had been the one on the phone with Herbert. I parked in front of the sharp house and called people again and asked them to tell me things they remembered about Noel and Magnus. Memories were precious and often wrong, but sometimes they were the only clues one had to go on. Kathy Green was Noel's best friend. She hadn't been able to talk to me the first time I called. Now she was somber and her voice wobbled, but she talked to me. I had dinner with them every month. Magnus cooked the best meals. Magnus? I repeated. What about Noel? No. Noelle didn't like cooking. Whenever we were alone, we always ate out. Kathy kept talking, clearly happy to have someone to talk to. They wanted kids so bad, but Noelle had a miscarriage and they never tried again. Magnus couldn't bear it, had a vasectomy. I asked her when this happened. She said four or five years ago. I hung up and went back into the house, walking into the guest room and staring at it, realizing it was perfect size for a nursery. The schooner blue walls that had been painted over with Acadia White. The missing pictures. Rock candy carpet. I lay on the couch in the living room and determined it was too uncomfortable for someone to sleep on overnight. So no one stayed with the sharks. I called Herbert, still lying on the lonely couch. I need you to check something for me. Alma? Yes, I need you to tell me if she was pregnant. No help? Yes, I'll call you back. I went into the main bedroom and looked over the dresser where receipts and change and dollar bills and earrings lay. I looked in their closet at all of Noelle's comfortable writing clothes and Magnus's paint-covered clothes. I found photo albums and thumbed through them. Nothing but happy smiles. I looked for medication in the bathroom. Nothing. I dug into drawers and looked through cabinets. Finally, in the garage, I found some boxes, unlabeled. I knew it was what I was looking for. I opened them. There were seven boxes. 
none matching, all different sizes. Each one had bright pink or bright blue toys, blankets, onesies, pacifiers. Each one contained a cross-stitch rectangle, homemade. Mm. Flora Sharp, Theodore Sharp, Maisie, Cooper, Rachel, Kevin. There were photos of the finished rooms, walls different each time. Pinks named Azalea Flower, Teaberry, Blues named Gentle Aquamarine, and Breathtaking. I looked down at the boxes at all the attempts, all the miscarriages. Kathy Green didn't know about this. Her best friend status was weak, watered down because Noelle was too broken or embarrassed, or just didn't think it was anyone's business. No one slept on the couch, no one slept in the guest room. I surveyed the rest of the garage and saw some large frame photos shoved in the corner behind a lawnmower that was covered with a tarp. I went over and pushed the lawnmower away. They were prints of Noelle's book covers, the missing pictures, and there was a bloody thumbprint on the edge of one, her third book, Dangerous Illusion. My phone rang. I answered it, hands shaking. Was she? I asked, throat dry. She was pregnant. Fuck, I muttered. Mm. What? Magnus had a, uh, Magnus had a vasectomy a few years ago. We'll confirm that on our end. And if you do, I asked. We both knew the answer. If he'd had the operation, it meant Noel had cheated. It was motive. I found Leonard's apartment the next day. When he opened the door, he was in a wrinkled t-shirt and boxes, boxers. It was 3.30 in the afternoon. His eyes were red and his hair was unkempt. I told him who I was and he let me in. He gave me a beer. It was warm. I chugged half of it in one gulp. When I swallowed, I asked, So how long were you sleeping with her? Leonard pretended to look confused. I waited. Mm. Then, after four and a half minutes of silence, he put his face in his hands and started crying. I loved her so much. Magnus was always complaining, and I, she would come over and vent, and we'd drink, and we never meant to. Noel was pregnant, I told him. His teary eyes grew smaller, beadier. Noelle had found out that day. I pushed on. She left a pregnancy test in the trash and Magnus found it. You know he had a vasectomy. I didn't want to confirm. I didn't wait for him to confirm. Noelle was in the guest room looking at the nursery she never got, hoping it would work this time. It could be you. And Magnus found her, killed her, and took the photos of her books down. He couldn't bear to see them. All of her accomplishments. She had money, her name meant something, and now his own brother was fucking his wife. How do you know that that we... Magnus isn't staying with you. He's staying with a friend. He hates you. Mm. No. He choked out, shaking his head. That would shake the words out. Oh, shaking his head like that would shake the words out. She only cooked for you. When she came over here to vent and drink and fuck, she'd cook for you. She never did that with him. What do I do? He asked, drowning in how much he hated himself. I looked around the drab apartment before turning my eyes back to him, shrugging. Ever thought about painting the place? And that's the end of the story. Oh, 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 oh. <laughs> Leonard <laughs> fucked Magnus over. Leonard, you dirty dog. Dirty dog. You dirty dog. All right, man. That story has me on the edge of my seat. And you had me on the edge of my seat. And you know what has me on the edge of my seat every week, Ash? What? Wondering what delicious HelloFresh meals are going to yes. come to my door. All Spooky. right. You guys, fall can be hectic, but HelloFresh's res- Hello recipes save you 
time you'd otherwise spend on meal prepping, grocery shopping, and shopping so you can focus on getting back into a new routine and spending quality time with the family. HelloFresh offers 50 menu and market items to choose from each week, including vegetarian, calorie smart, and gourmet options, providing plenty of variety. Their recipes this fall, you guys know, because I've talked about it here a lot. If you're new here and you don't know, I, Chris and I get HelloFresh every single week. I absolutely love not having to think about each week, what are we going to have for dinner? It's already there, all ready for me. We have all the supplies and stuff that we need. We just made this delicious. Like normally we'll pick like tacos, you know, those are like super easy on the weekdays, but they always put a little spin on it to Mm -hmm. make it just like super interesting and fun. Um, They've got great hamburgers, but we got this like pork shepherd's pie. (gasps) I saved the recipe because they send you like the recipes. Legit. I've made a lot of shepherd's pies before. This was legit the best shepherd's pie that I'd ever made. Oh, wow. Like Hello Fresh. That's saying something. It was so good. Chris and I scarfed it down. We'll definitely be making it again. And I love that, you know, that they kind of help inspire you on things that you can kind of do on your own. But then like in the grind of the weekdays, we just like don't have to think about stuff and shopping and prepping and all of that. So. Go to HelloFresh.com slash SIP14 and use code SIP14 for up to 14 free meals, including free shipping. That's HelloFresh.com slash SIP14 and use code SIP14 for up to 14 free meals, including free shipping. HelloFresh.com slash SIP14, code SIP14 to get America's number one meal kit. Ding, 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 ding. All right, time for a little, um, a little fancy uh, flash faves. Flash faves. I have a couple. Okay. Okay, so Chris and I, the other weekend, a couple weekends ago, we did a little trip, just the two of us, over to, um, if for those of you who are familiar with Oregon, we went to Hood River, which is like just an, less than an hour drive from Portland. Mm-hmm. Um, but it gave us plenty of time. We're like, let's listen to a good podcast, right? Like, let's listen to like a story that we can like – um, and we had listened to Dr. Death season one. I talked about Dr. Death here mm-hmm. years mm-hmm. ago. Haven't listened to it since. There's since been a season two, season three. For whatever reason, I think just because season three is more recent and I saw it like on the pod charts, I clicked on that. We got so hooked <gasps> on it. And it's been a while since it's like, oh, let's get in the car. Or like you like yeah. are driving back from somewhere and you're like where you need to be and you're sitting and you just like leave the car on for a couple yeah. minutes so you can yeah, like, listen so to good. a few more minutes of it. Um, Dr. Death season three was great. It's perfect for like spooky season right now, um, but not like too scary. It's just like, woo. Yeah. And then Chris ha- like then went and binged Dr. Death season two. And he said that was also really good. Oh, yeah. Like. Yeah, really, really good. Um, I think I talked about Squid Game here. I can't remember, but I feel like we've been watching a lot of TV. There's so much yeah. good TV right now. Yeah. Like, and I've talked about all these shows, but like morning shows out right now. Ted Lasso just wrapped up. We binged Squid Games, which is like the biggest Netflix show of all time now, which is crazy. But mm-hmm. uh, wow, that was a trip. Um, but I talked about this over on Patreon. My current like show that I cannot get enough of. It is emotionally devastating. It is really difficult to watch, but I also think it's really important and really well done and so, so good um, is Made on Netflix. Mm. M-A-I-D, Made, Um, like a Made. So definitely would recommend checking that out. Succession is like (gasps) now. Knocking on our door? 
Wait, is it the 22nd? Oh my that uh, is, I realized the reason that I have not been watching as much. I'm like, I feel like, why am I not watching any of these shows? My list is so long and there's times, seasons where you're like, I have nothing to watch. What should I watch? I have so many things I want to watch right now. The reason is, is because it had, it was baseball playoffs uh, and that, so, you know, in our house, sports take precedent over everything basically. So yep. baseball playoffs, they're still going on, but the brewers were in it. They were really good. So we had to watch all the, you know, that's like every single day. But anyway, yeah. that is why I have not been watching TV. Well, when you're ready to get back in action, yeah, by the time wait. this episode drops, there will be a new episode of succession season three. <gasps> what? Oh October my 17th. So by the time this will be the 19th, yes. it'll have just dropped. So yes. uh, yeah, a lot of TV. And then the last thing I'm going to share, I had a little gathering at my home, which was so fun with friends. And I asked everyone to like bring something. Um, and my friend Annie brought this recipe that is like my new Halloween fall staple. I could not get enough of it. It was it was a pumpkin dip. Mm. And it's from the website MightyMrs.com. Um, but I'll read it here. So the ingredients are eight ounces of Cool Whip, 15 ounces of pumpkin puree, so like a can of pumpkin puree, right? One box of instant vanilla pudding, a pinch of pumpkin spice, um, or like, so that's cinnamon, nutmeg, ginger, and allspice. But you can find pumpkin spice in the spice section. Yeah. And then you serve it. So you mix together the pumpkin and vanilla pudding first, and then okay. you add, um, and the spices. So just the the powder pudding. So not okay. not actual pudding. So mix together pumpkin, vanilla pudding, and spices. Fold in whipped cream. And then serve it alongside like Nilla wafers, sliced apples, or graham crackers. Mm. It was so, so delicious. good. And it wasn't too sweet and it wasn't too pumpkin-y. It just was like smooth and like perfect. What so was it? Good. Mighty. I got. I wrote the recipe down. Mighty Mrs.com. Okay. Like MRS? Yes. Okay. Yep. Mighty we should have Kara do a post on this one too. On yes. Yes. Insta. Yes. Well, this was a hit. Let me oh tell my you gosh. what. Yeah. Okay. And I was thinking you, you know, our friend Lindsay makes like a cream cheese dip and she puts yeah. little like Heath bits in it. So yeah. you could probably even throw some little crunchy something little in there, you know? Crunchies. Yeah. Yeah. Um, is that your faves? That's it. Mm-hmm. Okay. I'll, should I, we have time? Roll. Yeah. I'll roll yeah. into mine. Okay. Um, so I don't, yeah. My favorite thing that I've read recently is I talked about, what was that book called? Seven Husbands of Evelyn Hugo. Um, I talked about that on here, right? Yeah, I think so. Yep. So a lot of people recommended her other books. There's one called Daisy Jones and the Six. And then Mm. I am currently reading Malibu Rising. And some people said, like, they're not a trilogy or anything like that. But there is a little bit of character overlap. Very minor. But her writing style is so good. Malibu Rising is about the story of four siblings. And it, it goes back and forth between now and something happens where... 
the way that it opens, the book opens, I'm only halfway through, is there is a huge party and a massive fire that night at the party. And like the opening is like Malibu burns. That's what it does. There was the fire of this, the fire of that, whatever. And this party has been happening every year at the Riva household and something happens that night. So that's like chapter one. And then Mm. it goes back and forth, bounces between the kids growing up and their story with their parents and everything and how they got to be who they are. And then to present day and character development. And it is so, I love the way she writes. That is also sort of how she wrote, um, the Evelyn, the seven husbands of Evelyn Hugo, where it's between present day and back. It's amazing. The writing style, like I'm so invested and involved. So the book is called Malibu rising. Um, favorite thing I watched. I have not, um, as I mentioned, been watching anything, but I have been listening to Glennon Doyle's podcast. And there was a time where there was an ad that she read on the podcast for like a lot of episodes in a row. And it was called scenes from a marriage. It's an HBO mini series about, um, and I can't remember, but there are some well-known names in it. Uh, but it's about like a modern day marriage. Apparently it was a French show or something like that, a European show initially. And then they redid it, Americanized it. And it's fascinating about all the things that marriages go through apparently. And the way that she talked about it was sounded very, very good. So, uh, if you, have plowed through all the lists of amazing TV call has offered check out scenes from a marriage. Um, I don't remember. I think I talked about this on my Napa faves recap, but we went to Saddleback Cellars in Napa and I ordered, we went to a few wineries when I was in Napa. I, this was the only one that I ordered a case of because it was so good. So their 2019 Chardonnay is unbelievable. It's a, by far the best Chardonnay I've ever had. And I don't always love Chardonnay. Yeah, I don't same. love it when it's super buttery or oaky, yeah. but this is like so flavorful. And I had some, my family over last weekend, we went through four bottles because everyone was like, this is so delicious. Like, so, so it's a little bit spendy. I, I think it's $38 a bottle, but it is supporting like a small winery. And I looked online and you can order. And they crush online. it. It sounds like it's worth oh my gosh. every penny. Yes. Yeah. He, when I was there, he brought me, uh, I was like, Oh, I love this one. He's like, well, we've got a 2018 Chardonnay. I'll give you 30% off if you want to order that. And I tried, I was like, no, I gotta, I gotta buy the one that like, it's so delicious, yeah. I think. So you can also get their 2018 Chardonnay. It's on their website on sale, but it's Saddleback Sellers, the 2019 Chardonnay. Speaking of Glennon Doyle's podcast, that is the favorite thing that I have heard recently. I talked about it before I had listened to it. And then her first couple episodes, I didn't fall in love with. And I was kind of bored by. Yeah, I don't know what made me go back, but I went back and it has gotten a lot better, I feel like. They've sort of gotten into their groove as podcasters and they are pretty so it's her sister glennon doyle which is the author of untamed um carry on warrior and love warrior and then abby wambach is her wife the like most scored goals in soccer of all time and uh they're now married but then her sister glennon is um like just some sort of genius, but also a major philanthropist. So she knows all kinds of things about all kinds of things. And I would say they are all very, um, what's that word? Not advocates, but, um, what is that word when you're like, um, you know, fighting for other people and they're right. No, not the ally, something else, but yes, all of those things. Um, gosh, dang it. It's a term like, 
what someone is activist. Mm. So they are, um, fierce activists for basically the marginalized or, or the oppressed. So, you know, gay, trans, um, women, of course, uh, and, and even men in, you know, like, because someone was asking her if she doesn't like men. She's like, no, I like men. I just, men have, especially white men have it very easy. Like the world was shaped around men being superior to women, um, any, any man, but especially white men. And so she's like, you know, but I, I don't have a problem with men. I just always, am going to, I'm always going to fight for the people who don't have people fighting for them. And it's been so interesting. I'm loving all of the lessons that they have. They have really cool stuff on every podcast, but it's also, I love what they do to bring awareness to the ways that we were raised and the ways that we learned the world works. Um, and as a female and a feminist myself, things that I hadn't even realized, like, you know, they do, they've had, um, an episode, a couple episodes about sex and how it's totally normal for men to talk about how much they like sex and how much sex they have and they crave it and talk about how big their penis is and masturbate. Like it's all normal for them to talk about it, but it's very taboo and hush hush. And like women are very embarrassed about it. And I never really realized that, but that's so true. If you think about how often men talk about sex and it's just like a normal thing to say, but women were sort of shamed at a very young age. And this has been for, you know, decades in the making to not talk about it and almost be embarrassed by their bodies and that there's a problem with their, um, genitals is what the sex therapist that was on talked about. Um, but even when we had the sex person on the show, right, it's very uncomfortable for you, but it's not like most men were raised that like, that's fine. You can talk about whatever you want, but little things like that. And there's all kinds of ways that we were shaped and formed as women to learn that men are superior. And, you know, it's, it's just been really fascinating to me. There's ways like she talked about when she would go, um, speaking, when she started first going on tour, she would wear all these fancy, nice designer dresses. And then she'd do a meet and greet after and, People would get in line and then that's what they would talk about. Oh my God, I love I your think suit. You shared like, that. I can't remember if it was yeah. here on Patreon, but yeah. I talked I about on my um social. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Um and so she talked about, you know, I maybe have seven seconds in my entire life with this person, and that is what they're gonna talk to me about is my fashion. And so then I decided I'm not going to do that anymore. Right. Like men don't do that. Men, they're not talking to men about what they're wearing, all these little things. And it's been so awesome. So anyway, I recommend that podcast. All of them are very good. Um, favorite thing I smelled. So I have been on for all of my college years. I used to wear a perfume called Issy Miyake. I S S E-Y-M-I-Y-A-K-E. Smells amazing. I wore that for probably 10 years. Recently in the last couple of years, I've shared this before, the YSL. Mon- that was like from our one of our very first episodes. Yes. The, yeah. uh, like gift or something. Yeah. I don't know. So this has been my thing for the last probably three years. And then... And I have tried some new ones with um, Scentbird, you know? Yeah. You said you but- like the dime one. Yes. And I love the dime one. Okay. But on TikTok, there is some like very well-known perfume 
and it is insanely expensive, um, like a couple hundred a bottle. So I'm going to look it up. But TikTok, of course, has found all kinds of dupes Ooh. for things. And so they found this dupe. It's Ariana, Ariana Grande's Cloud Perfume. So I went to Ulta and I got it. And okay, yeah, I went to Ulta. I got it. It smells amazing. It doesn't last as long, but I do love the smell. The perfume is the very expensive one is Mason Francis Kirk Dijon. I don't know. I'm looking on Nordstrom, but it's the Baccarat Rouge 540. So if I look at this, it is on Nordstrom. So the 2.4 ounce perfume is $325. Oh the 6.8 ounce perfume is $625. That I've never heard of perfume that expensive. Yeah, I don't understand why. That is crazy. crazy. Yes. But apparently the Ariana Grande perfume, cloud perfume, is a dupe. And I, I can attest, it smells very delicious. I just got one of those little travel spray things and I really like it. How much did you pay for it at Ulta? Because I just pulled it up on Amazon. I'm going to add it to our... I just want to know if it's a good deal on Amazon or not. I don't remember. So for the 3.4 ounce, it's 58 bucks on Amazon. Oh. Um, so I just did the small little perfume, the travel one. So it's only 0.3 ounces, but that was $24. I'm looking mm. on Ulta... Yeah, they've got the one. They got a one ounce for, for twenty five bucks on Amazon. What? Uh huh. Eau de perfume. E a u d e. Yep. Oh, because Ariana that's forty five dollars on Ulta. The one ounce, and yep. then the one point so, seven is fifty five. I don't know if this is a sale or what, because it says list price is forty four. The price is twenty five bucks. What? I'm buy this. Yeah. yeah. And then it. Um, I'm adding it to our shopping. Um, sipsquadpod.com slash shop. It's in our Amazon faves in the face and body list. Wow. Why is this such a good deal? I, <gasps> like I want to buy it too. I'm, I'm buying it too. It right yeah. I'm yeah. Like, give it okay. to me. I might buy And I, I mean, it's buy- prime. So yeah. like if you guys buy it and you don't like it, then you could just return it, you know? Yeah. Um, those are my faves. Ding, 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 ding. I was not totally sure I was going to be sold on this brand until I was absolutely positive I was sold on this brand. Whether you are trying to take control of acne or if acne is no longer your top skin concern, fine lines, dark spots, occasional breakouts, or clogged pores, Curology will customize a prescription formula with three active ingredients picked for you to tackle your skincare needs. So I originally thought I needed, when I, when I went online, I took the quiz. Um, I originally thought that I needed more help with my acne, but I have very, very sensitive skin. So what happens is you go online, you'll take a quiz and answer some questions about your skin. And then you'll also send in some makeup free, good lighting selfies to Curology and Curology will match you with a licensed dermatology provider who gets to know your skin. And then if it's a good fit, you'll get a customized prescription cream to address whatever your needs are. So I did have a strong like acne fighting thing and it just was sort of irritating my skin. So I sent them, you know, I was in touch with the provider and then she just reformulated it and I'm obsessed with it now what mm. I have like it has made a huge difference on my skin um and I also just changed my 
subscription to include their um, cleanser and moisturizer because I just really like them. Yeah. So I have been a huge, you guys know, I've been all about skin recently. And I love that this is a prescription formula. You are really working with a licensed dermatology provider. And you can also switch things up as your skin or your needs or whatever changes. Yeah. I love it so much too. It is my morning and night routine. Take control of acne, dark spots, breakouts, or whatever your unique concerns may be with a powerful skincare treatment made for you today. Go to Curology.com slash SIP for a free 30-day trial. Just pay for shipping and handling. That's C-U-R-O-L-O-G-Y dot com slash sip to unlock your free 30-day trial. See Curology.com for all the details. Ding, 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 ding. Woo. Rent, Let's bring it home. Bring Let's it home. land the bird. Do you want me to start? Yeah. All right. My rant. Okay. I feel like cars are supposed to be smart these days. We have a smart phone. That's also supposed to be smart. Okay. I got a new phone when I was in Long Beach. And ever since I got home, I cannot connect it to my smart car. It like, I don't know how to do it, you know? And I plug it in and it's like, this is Apple CarPlay. And I'm like, why can't I figure out how to play this in my car? So now what I've resorted to doing is taking a headphone, like I use the, um, what's that one? Raycon. I put one of them in so that I can also still hear the sounds of the world. Put one of them in and I'm having to listen to shit from my phone on an earbud because I cannot figure out how to link it. And I'm like, I go to the Bluetooth setting and it's just like spinning up, oh, cannot connect, cannot find. And I'm like, well, I'm not sure who's the dummy here, but it's not me. Yeah. You guys get your shit together. Connect, talk, talk to each other. You know, Come on. at this point, your guys's relationship problems are becoming mine. Yeah. Figure it, it out. Like car and phone. Unreal. Unreal. We, we bought like a, relatively new-ish Acura. Yeah. Um that we love. It's so beautiful, I think on the outside. Mm-hmm. Problem is on the inside, it's not so beautiful. So the oh. the like audio thing package that we have mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. for whatever goddamn reason, every time we get in the car, it just likes Chris and it wants to connect to his Bluetooth. Oh, and once oh. the car is in motion, mm-hmm. you patriarchy at work. Patriarchy yeah, exactly. at work. Speaking of the world being built for men, <laughs> even his phone is more important than mine. Get it together. It. But you I can't you. switch the Bluetooths in motion. Or really ever. It's so, it's like 20 different layers. It's like settings, this, that, though, that, and you cannot switch it when you're driving. It's so maddening. Yeah. I don't like being not in control of music or having the option. That is a very, I can attest to that. You are the music queen in cars. I just like to be in control of that part of I don't blame you. You're good. It's a vibe. And I don't like not thinking at any point I can't just... Do make a change here if I need right. to. Right. Hey, I don't like this. Sorry, Charlie. Keep not liking yeah. it because you're not going to be able to do shit. Yeah. 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 Okay. Uh, rant. My rant is um, this morning I didn't have like a super early, like my first call wasn't until like 8.30. Ben goes to school at 7.30. There's no way I'm sleeping past seven. So I'm like, I'm just not going to set an alarm. I'm just going to let my body like naturally, like I'm not going to wake up before seven yeah. is the goal. Right? I don't need to. Just gonna mm-hmm. rest. Mm-hmm. Um, and I wake up at like five in the morning to go pee. 
And I like look at the clock and I'm like, oh, I still got a more hours. Yeah. couple more hours. I go and like get back into bed, all cozy. Can't fall back asleep. Can't fall back asleep. Or when you're like, I'm Unreal. so tired and I know as soon as my head hits the pillow, I'm just going to conk out. Uh-huh. I know it. I yep. can't wait to go to bed. I'm so tired. Go and lay down. Go to go can't to bed. And then I'm like, do I have to pee? Right. Right. And then yeah. when you get something in your head, yep. you're like, no, I don't, Colleen. Just stay. Yeah. Just stay in stay the bed. Stay where you are. Mm-hmm. Stay in the bed. Stay right here. Mm-hmm. But I'm like, do I? Do mm-hmm. I? I got this little like urine person on my shoulder. Just saying like, <gasps> you, you might. might. You might. Yeah. And then I'm like, do I? Do, am I going to be able to go to bed? Like, I know. Well, then you start getting in your head. Mm-hmm. Oh, my it's God. yeah. Actually, I was going to put insomnia on my rant for this week. I didn't because I don't think I had insomnia. I think I had too much caffeine. But any sleeping problems in general. Yeah. Nightmare. nightmare. Absolute nightmare. Nightmare. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What's your rave? My rave. Okay. So I have two. One, I went to Trader Joe's for the first time. In like a year. Yeah. Trader Joe's is the rave. They're just oh, the rave. Like so great. They're also in every aisle, every time situation. Yep. They've got good shit. Like, I don't understand how their prices are as affordable as they are for as many organic and like great things as they provide. It's so good. So Trader Joe's, you're winning. The only the problem other- with Trader Joe's is like, for whatever reason, it's always crowded. Uh-huh. And like there's certain sections where I want it every tile, every aisle, every time it. I want to go slow. And there's certain sections where you got your Trader Joe's regulars who right. are in there all right. the time. Mm-hmm. They're zipping around. Yeah. They know exactly what they're doing. And I feel sometimes I feel like I can't just like, browse oh, and enjoy. Yeah. I'm like, I gotta, you know, especially like yeah. the, the cheese section. I wanna like take yeah. my time, like look yeah. at the cheeses. And there's like not a great option for like like at Costco, yeah. it's big old aisles, a oh, yeah. lot yeah. of space. Yeah. You can linger. Costco's are people. I feel the way that yeah. you're talking about uh, Trader Joe's. I feel that way about Whole Foods. Like, do I belong here? I feel like yeah. I should know more than I do about shit. Like all you people seem to know things. Yeah. And I'm just here this like newbie. And I, part like, of I me doesn't like my going to way around reason. Trader right. Joe's. Yeah. That's the problem. Right. So you got to take your time. Yeah. I hear you. I hear yeah. you. Anyway, um, the other thing I was going to say is redecorating. Oh, I redecorated. Yeah. We t- you had that mm, spring cleaning or something. Yeah. Um, and Heck. she talked about like just moving things around, redecorating, switching out pillows. I redecorated a little. It was all the same stuff, kind of. I just yeah. moved it into different locations in my office. And then I redid my gym layout. And it feels freaking brand new. It feels so good. I'm like, this is amazing. Yeah. Like this, this, look at my little... Love situation. It. I got some nice shelving over here. I'm showing. She broke her head. Anyway, it's it just feels like a, I was so excited to come into my office today, and then I'm so I'm gonna work out after this. I'm so excited to go work out. I didn't buy anything. A it's revamp. Just, yeah, little yeah. Uh, upgrade Facelift. on the old layout. Stop, Revy. Stop. I'll be back. Revy really is wanting. We're to almost in. done. Rev. <laughs> um. Oh. She's knocking on the window. I'm very upset. Okay. Okay. What is your rave? rave? I love things to look forward to, especially entertainment wise. I love the anticipation. We already talked about succession. Mm -hmm. Adele's got a new album coming Mm -hmm. out. Taylor's redropping red. Like I love just the excitement holidays, Mm -hmm. like things to look. I love the look forward to. And not, it's not about living in the future and all this stuff. It's just like, I love 
being excited. I'm hyped. Yes. I like yes. being hyped about stuff. It's in the coming. air this yeah. time of year. It's I like, agree. of course I want the Adele album to drop and Succession to drop, but I almost love the weight. Yeah. The right. excitement like, of the... I can't wait for this. I don't know. I love it. I, love I it. My dad works at Home Depot part-time and yeah. I asked... He he was off during COVID and he just started back and I, w- I was just on the phone with him this morning and I was like, did they have Christmas stuff yet? Because I just want to go look at the Christmas yeah. shit, you know? Yeah. Like, and he's like, ah, not yet. Still Halloween. But Costco I'm with you. full-blown. That's what he said. He said, I think I saw some at Costco. So Costco's I gotta go there today. full-blown. <gasps> we just yes. bought... And it was a real dilemma. Um, a fake tree. Oh, because Chris because is you guys real, are always real. Yeah. And we're still going to do it. We're still going to go out and like get a small tree and put it somewhere else. Yeah. And have the ritual and the thing. But we got like the one with loaded up with lights. So. Yeah. Anyways, <gasps> you guys, you can sip with us always. always. And rate, subscribe, review. Tell a friend. One of the th- wait. One of the things that Glennon says at the end of her podcast is. You know, rate, uh, rate and review us, um, especially if you like the podcast. If you didn't, don't worry about it. Yeah. Just you know? take a pass. Don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. Anyway, um, yeah, rate, subscribe, <laughs> review. Visit us on Patreon. Come over to Instagram for sure because we've yeah. got that reading that we're going to do, a little giveaway. Yep. And you we will see you. See you. Next Tuesday. Bye. Bye. What more you can sit with us? How about another round of your favorite podcast? We Sign same, me up. same, same, same. Join us for another round over on Patreon. That's where we give you the down and dirty. We get yeah. raw and real. We raw dog it over there. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Every Friday, at least, we drop Friday episodes over on Patreon and additional content. It's all ad free. You can sign up. Go to Patreon. P-A-T-R-E-O-N dot com slash you can sip with us or download the Patreon app and search. You can sip with us. Become a patron. Five bucks, guys. It's five bucks a month. I mean, just give up your latte one day. One day mm-hmm. out of 30 days. Boom. Paid for. Yeah. Yeah. You know? Totes. Kaboats. Do it. We'll see you over there. KCO. Every Friday, Love guys. Love you. Bye. You're our crew. Bye.